Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Two Geeks and a Microphone Show. I am your host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with the one, the only, the most illustrious, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. This is the way. Good morning, <laughs> geeks out there in Geekdom Land. Good morning. Well, hey, Sage Page Omega is in the house. Hey, funny he should be in because... I am wearing some of his new merch. Sweet. I just got a Sage Page Omega t-shirt. Thank Very you, nice. Very nice. Well, hey, everybody. Um, we are here to continue our journey with uh, the Mandalorian. And uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm, I'm, Mike and I don't talk about these things beforehand because we save it for the podcast kind <laughs> of a thing. And so I'm, I'm interested in our discussion today. So uh, this should be good. I, I'm really, I'm really excited about this one because I loved, absolutely adored episode two of season three. And, um, and so I was interested to see where we'd go this week. So I'm, this, this is going to be an interesting one today, everybody. And you know the funny thing is, we I'll finish an episode, and my first thought is, I wonder what Stephen thought of this one. And I'm I'm like in my mind going, okay, these are the kind of things he likes. This is what he's going to like in the episode. This is what he's not going to like in the episode. This one, I was like, I was a little torn. I'm like, I don't, I'm not really sure where he's going to land on this one. Right. Uh, so I I, I have thoughts. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I have thoughts. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. And but okay. we'll, we'll get into that when we get into the spoiler area. But on, well, let's just get right on into the show then, shall we? All right, let's move into the geeky news. All right. So uh today I got a few items in the geeky news. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> I, I start I start sharing my screen, but I, it's not showing up on my other screen now. Um, oh shoot! How am I going to do this? Because uh, <laughs> I got to play something, and it's not showing up on my other screen. Hold on, I got to do something here. Yeah, that's fine. While you fix that, I'll tell everybody what's on my radar. Um, or excuse me, on my news this week. Um, everybody knows I'm kind of into the whole AI thing and tracking the AI thing in, in the last week, week and a half, Google has announced that they're going to integrate AI into their work workspace. And then, um, then just on Thursday, Microsoft who bought what 49% in, uh, into chat GPT or open AI is the company. Um, they announced how they are using AI in Microsoft Office Suite. So it will be available, eventually it will be available inside every single part of the Office products. And uh, it is fascinating what they're going to be doing. So I'm interested in seeing just 
this is going to be the year of AI. I mean, because I'm interested in it, of course. But I mean, for me, just learning and seeing all the things that you can do with it and how it's being part integrated into productivity suites all across the board. So it should be fascinating. All I know is if a buff guy with a crew haircut, sun, dark sunglasses and a leather jacket shows up saying, come with me if you want to live. Right. Uh, text me right away. <laughs> Skynet has arrived. <laughs> so um, in the geeky news, apparently Zack Snyder is being uh, rather cryptic again. Zack Snyder earlier this week, he released a uh, tweet um, his tweets. Well, here, I'll show you what his tweet was. April 28th, 29th and 30th. Save the date. So for those of you who are just listening to this thing, uh, that was a little video that Zack Snyder did. And apparently it was the voice of Lord Darkseid saying, save the date for April 28th, 29th and 30th. Um, So he's being real cryptic. I don't know what's going on. And then he released a second tweet. And this one says, MOS, BVS, ZSJL, life is a cycle from birth to death to rebirth. And so is the hero's journey. So is so is the hero's journey as is a cycle as well, a continuous journey of growth and transformation. April twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth. And MOS BVS and ZSJL stands for Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So um, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I have no clue. And I thought it was interesting that he being all cryptic about this and you know last time he was putting out cryptic tweets is when we got the Zack Schneider cut of Justice League I don't imagine it's going to be anything quite that big um, I don't right. know if maybe there's some going to be some theatrical releases re-releases of, of those movies or re-edit kind of a thing you mean I I, I don't know I, I can't really see a re-edit especially of the Justice League you know, considering right. that was his his vision of Justice League. And that thing is like four hours long, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't even see that in the movie theaters. I don't know what he's doing here. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. We should pay attention to Zack Snyder and find out what's going on. Yep, Obviously, he's kind of severed ties for the most part with uh, DC. And he's working hard on his, uh, what his new project on, on Netflix uh, something rebel moon rebel moon um yeah, and i'm that's him he's doing that one he's doing yeah rebel moon? that's oh, his okay. that's his latest project that he's I, saw. I saw kind of a clip of that i just didn't realize that was Zack schneider doing rebel moon yeah it looks interesting uh we'll we'll decide when we get closer to the release of that whether we're going to cover it or not um, oh i'll probably watch it for sure oh, oh okay mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like we might be covering that then mm-hmm. all right moving on uh so William Defoe recently made a comment that uh, he would love to return as the Green Goblin. I think all of us Spider-Man fans would love to see William Defoe return as the Green Goblin. <laughs> I thought he did a fantastic job in No Way Home. Oh uh, yeah, he sure did. So mm. good. And 
uh, and, and he's he's talking about going up against uh, the Tom Holland Spider Man. Heck, you could put him up against all three Spider Mans, and I would be thrilled. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even mind seeing him go up against Andrew Garfield in a, in, in a uh, another Andrew Garfield uh, movie. I think that would be pretty awesome. And with the way they did the latest Spider Man, you've opened the door. You could do that. We could do multiple Spider Man movies and have any one of them play Spider Man. So, um, but I think he's referring to coming back to. Uh, the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man, which would be awesome to see those two go head to head. That would be fun. Um, I would like to see a suit look more like it did in Homecoming than in the original Spider-Man suit. I'm not a big fan of the mech suit. I don't like it. I think it's just too much, but it's my opinion. Anyway, uh, moving on, appears that Willow has been canceled. There will not be a second season of Willow. Uh, This is from comic book resources, which I think is a fairly good uh, resource. Um, I have not watched Willow, so I I really don't have any opinion on it, but I'm sure some of our viewers and listeners. It it was, it was drawn out. It was, it was drawn out too much. They could, it should have just made it like a movie, like a Disney plus movie. And it probably would have been fabulous. Wow. If if they did, because the the you could do the first two episodes, and then it just kind of regurgitated the or recycled. Excuse me, it's probably those. So you say that maybe I want to regurgitate some of it, but the <laughs> some of the uh, some of the character developments is like, dude, we've already been here and done that. Why are we doing this uh, again? Okay. Let, let's move along, you know, kind of a thing. It got old. And I'll be honest with you. I was, I, I was Steven skipping through most of <laughs> that the was going to be my next question. Like my next question was how many Steven skips throughout the season? <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be open with you. I, by the time we got to the last, the second half, honestly, I skipped most of it. I'm wow. Like, move along. Move along, move on, and you don't miss much. That's the thing about it, and so that's why it was. That's probably why it really didn't do it. It's like we've already been here, done that, and it gotcha. got kind of weird the way they did the fantasy stuff at the end. Um, now the last episode with the big battles and stuff was actually really good. That that last episode was good, so you could watch the first episode, second episode. You could skip the other ones and then hit the last one, and you'll be good to go. Gotcha. Well, like I said, I don't have any anything to really say on it because i i didn't watch it so i can't say whether it was good or bad so i have to take your word for it yeah all right last bit of news i'm, I'm waiting to see what steven's reaction to this is mm-hmm. so comic okay. book well, resources also reporting now this is a little more on the rumor side <clears throat> that uh palpatine could possibly return to the mandalorian <laughs> Now, my initial reaction is no. Right. I call BS. Well, I would call BS, but somebody brought up, and, and I th- think this is a possibility. And if they go this route, I am 100% for it. So, in one of the video games, which was post uh, post Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. there were these sentinels that were sent out mm-hmm. and the sentinels had these holographic they they were like this mm-hmm. glass you know they're really this cool battlefront battlefront yeah. 2 is battlefront. where they brought that out mm-hmm. right right and then they had 
Palpatine's holographic face in them. And then it was regurgitating, as you said earlier, a Mm -hmm. message from Palpatine, from the Emperor. So I'm kind of wondering if that's what we might see in The Mandalorian. And I think that would kind of make sense in the timeline. It would not make sense for the Emperor himself to come back. Because this is like five years after Return of the Jedi, you know, and I don't want to see the Emperor in Mandalorian. This is not the part of the timeline he needs to be in. And then when, of course, we get Poe going, somehow the Emperor came back, which I absolutely, that's like the dumbest line in all of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it was like the dumbest thing that ever happened in Star Wars. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so my initial reaction is no. Unless they do it like they did in Battlefronts. If they do it in that in that aspect, I think it'd be a great idea. I think it'd be cool. So that is my geeky news for the day. Right All right. Um let's move on to Geek Door. Well you don't need that private. We're right here. Now what is it? Now what is it? I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. That's not all he's lost. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't have a whole lot for Geekdar. Uh, this week has been a long, stressful, stressful week for me. Um, the, the, did some overtime at work and just, yeah, I'm, I'm stressed out anyway. Um, that's what this show is for, <laughs> but, uh, as far as geek dar goes, the only thing I really geeked out on this week, last Sunday, I did go see the St. Louis battle Hawks home opener Yay. was freaking awesome. They won their first home game. Uh, I forget who they were playing Sunday. Um, Anyway, they beat them 24 to 11. We also sold over 38,000 seats and uh, which is the biggest and ex- biggest ticket sales in XFL history so far. My only disappointment was the rock himself did not make an appearance at the game. I was hoping he would be there. Um, his partner and ex-wife uh, Danny, she did show up, which was nice. you know it's cool. I'm glad one of the owners were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would have been really nice if if The Rock would have showed up considering St. Louis outsold every other team. And not just this season, the last season and the original season back in 2000. So, you know, um, just shows you that sports, that St. Louis is a sports town, no matter what anyone says. And right. we can support a football team. So, eh, take that. <laughs> That's okay. my game. <laughs> right on. Mine is um I'm just prepping for John Wick. Um I will oh, be seeing it next weekend. Oh, um, is it next weekend? It is next weekend, yes. Oh, you're going to see it next weekend. Oh yeah, nothing. Yeah, this, I'm gonna go see it. I won't see dude, it. I'm getting to this. I'm getting yeah. it on this show. Yeah, I probably won't see it um before the right. show. Next yeah, that's week. fine. That's fine. But yeah, I'm so, pretty pumped about seeing it. I think we'll make plans after Mandalorian to cover John Wick and uh, hopefully Shazam too. Shazam mm-hmm. came out this weekend. 
Um, obviously, I was working late last night, so there's no way I could have gotten to see it. Um, mm-hmm. Unless I would have went to a late showing, and yeah, yeah, and I would have been falling asleep, so that wouldn't have been good. But <laughs> yeah, hey Brian, thanks for the note. Uh, yeah, I was getting ready to say that Lance Reddick, who is in John Wick. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I just saw that yesterday. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's also a voice in the game Destiny Two. I first saw him. My first introduction to Lance Reddick was um fringe tv show fringe um i thought he was great in that and then uh and i was like i like this guy um and then um what else what else has he been in i mean he's john wick he plays the in john wick he's the concierge i guess yeah, that's, what, that's what i was gonna ask is he the guy at the hotel that's what i thought he yeah was. yeah mm-hmm. yeah he watches the dog you know <laughs> This way, Mr. Wick. So, yeah, he was good. What is his name? I need to watch John Wick 2 and 3, and Mm -hmm. then we'll we'll cover that after we finish Mandalorian. So, sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right. You know, and speaking of Brian, since since Brian popped in and we mentioned him, Brian Brian is going to fill in for me as co-host on the weekend of April 21st, which will be the season finale of Mandalore, I will be on my maiden vi- voyage of my camper that weekend. So uh, we appreciate Brian jumping in for us at that time. I will try to pop in that weekend as long as I can get good uh, internet out there, out there in the wilderness. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Right. All right. Are you ready for the main event? Yes. <laughs> well, one other. Th- it's time for the main event. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> the, that's okay. That's okay. A uh, uh, we can talk about it later, Brian. We'll touch base with you after the show and stuff. So, um. Okay, Mando Lorian. Um, Mike, I, I got to hear your thoughts on this episode. Okay, so this show, this this episode kicks off, and in high gear. I mean, high gear. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you know we 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 get the continuation of what happens between. Uh, Mando and Bo-Katan. I won't go into any details yet because we're not in spoilerific territory. Mm-hmm. Then we get a high, high octane chase, which was amazing. And all I could think of was, now this is pod racing, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Although I was thinking, now this is Star Wars, and then it kind of drifted down a little bit from there now i'm not gonna say that i didn't like this episode because i did i enjoyed it thoroughly in fact even the middle part of the episode which could be considered the most boring part of the episode however i wouldn't i wouldn't say boring just not as intriguing maybe um there's some setup there. I believe there's some setup going on. It felt very espionage uh, in a way. Um, Yeah, yeah, I I agree, Brian. Uh, Brian, It kind of went into Andor territory. But I'll tell you this. 
I actually liked it better than Andor still. Because <laughs> I really didn't care for Andor. Andor, that one bored me out of my mind. At least this one kept my attention. And Andor, I was just, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I was on my phone most of the time. I wasn't on my phone on this because I was paying a little closer to uh, details and attention, you know, things that are going on in the episode. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, what are they alluding to here? So, right. Um, <laughs> like, so Derpy saying the same thing. It said it felt like Am- Andor. Hey, Derpy. <laughs> Only uh, he said he loved Andor. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Uh, and then, sorry, and then did you see Brian's <laughs> comment? M and or Lorian. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like it. Yeah, there was a, a slight andor feel to this. Um and then it kind of kicked back up for the end, and I was really excited again at the end. So um overall, I guess we're doing our scores right now. Overall, I will give this episode a seven, um, uh, mostly for the the Mandalorian portion of the, the mm-hmm. Mandalorian intro and the Mandalorian end. Mm-hmm. I will give it a seven on um, the the Andor portion of it. Uh, I would probably give that a five or six. <laughs> so, well, I, actually, no. I, I, let me let me change that slightly. The the Mandalorian parts I'll give a nine actually, but mm-hmm. the Andor parts I'll give a five or six. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Ooh, so we're doing two parter ep- two parter scores. Well, it almost like felt that. like two episodes. You know, it, it did. Um, yes, I agree with you. Yes, it, it, it yeah, it felt like two different shows, kind of, almost mm-hmm. like how we got we got uh, uh, two episodes of Mandalorian in Boba Fett. In the book of Boba Fett. Yes. Mando 2.5. Right. Right. Yes. Exactly. Season 2.5. Yeah. All um, right. Even your turn. Um, I totally agree with you. The show kicked off and I was like, this is so this, they're kicking it up. This is just as good as episode two. I was very excited. And while I enjoyed the Coruscant, Yes. Uh, thing I like the special. I'm like, oh my goodness, look at these. They're really putting in some money to make this continue to look good. This is great. This is boring. <laughs> I Steven skipped it. Did you? Um, by the time I they got to the train, by the time they got to the train or they were busting out or something, I'm like, this is this is drawn out. I don't like it. I'm just going to Steven skip. I don't care. I did not care. Yes, I've seen this guy before. Oh, yay. He's going to get indoctrinated. Okay, let's make the Republic look bad, you know, kind of a thing. They're, you know, drowned in paperwork. And then, you know, we've got Admiral Akbar's nephew getting ready at the end to give him the, you know, the <laughs> Admiral Akbar's nephew, the shock treatment. And, <laughs> and I did just, you catch, did you catch the reverse of the joke? I didn't catch it the first time. I watched it again this morning, though. What do you mean? I don't know what you mean. So when when uh, the uh, I probably Steven skipped it when when Admiral Akbar's uh, uh, nephew, nephew puts the thing on his head and he, he said he Doctor Pershing says something about oh he he said she she tricked me it was a trap oh I got gotcha. you they reversed the joke yeah gotcha yeah yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I didn't catch it the first time I watched it, and the second time I had heard about it on somebody said something about it on RF, RF. Well, Jimmy Mack said something on RFR about it because he's like, "Can we do away with the trap joke?" I mean, it's it's getting super old right. now. Yeah, um, and then I was like, I didn't even catch it, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, he did say it, didn't he?" Okay, all right, yeah, move so, along. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I'm sorry. I, I went, probably went into more detail than I should have for our overview kind of a thing. So I, real quick, I'll just say this: the the part the the parts with Mando were a, a nine out of ten. I agree with you. It was fabulous. the The middle portion, while if it was setting up for story, and I'm sure it was. Um, yeah, Derpy saying, "Yeah, I feel like I have theory." why we did all that in the middle. I'm sure there is something to it. It was just too drawn out. I was like, Oh my goodness. We had a 59 minute episode, a longer episode. This is going to be great. It was a snooze fest for me. Agreed. I think they could have cut that down some and gave us more. And I'm not saying that the, I'm not saying the content was all bad. Um, And, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's leading to something. I, I have a theory of what it might be leading into. And, which is fine. I have no issue with that. In fact, actually, my theory tends to lean a little bit more to the opening of Mando, and and less to the the middle part of of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll get into that. Sorry. Yeah, we can talk more about that later. So anyway, the so what, the middle part, the middle part is probably a four out of ten for me. Okay. Um, it was just drawn out. You you had me. You know, this whole thing about it was just drawn out. I'll, I'll talk about that more later. Okay, there we go. There, there you go. Everybody. I just, I'm trying to be careful. I don't want to go too much into spoiler territory. That's sorry. So, all right. So uh, we heading into spoilers now. Um, I was looking for my. There we go. All right. Very appropriate for this. <laughs> right. So spoiler territory. All right. So the episode ep- episode opens up with uh, um, Bo-Katan and Mando just coming out of the uh, uh, waters, the living waters of the mines of whatever, whatever that's called. The mines of Moria. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. The mines of Mandalore. Yeah, right. The mines of Mandalore. Right. And uh, I love when Bo-Katan says, did you see anything alive down there? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, what are you talking about? And she's like, Oh, I was just shocked. Curious. I was shocked yeah. when he said he didn't see like, anything. Well, he was, he was unconscious when it happened. So he, he saw nothing, nothing at all. I think when he got pulled down, he lost consciousness. So he didn't see anything. Um, which is interesting because so far she's the only one that knows that the mythosaur is there. Nobody else knows that. And I'm kind of wondering if there's something to that, that she's going to use that to her advantage. Um, Okay. Now that ties into my thoughts. What are, what's your opinion then on her not saying that she saw the mythosaur? So I'm sure that's all. Do you think she's just, I, I thought she was just trying to take it all in. She was just trying to soak it all in. Oh no! I think she's keeping that information to herself for on purpose. I think there's a reason why she's keeping that information to herself. Uh, I think she has an ulterior ulterior motive. You know. Okay, we'll see. 
We'll see what happens. I, to be open with you on that, I, I think she was just trying to take it all in. I think she's going through her character arc is going through a bitter individual into finding hope through Din Djarin. I think she's realizing someone who's so dedicated, what she lost was kind of that, you know, just the trauma of everything that went through with Mandalore and her role, and now realizing there's probably an opportunity for redemption and all that. And I thought she was just kind of taking it all in. Well, I, I don't I, see it as subversive. I don't see it as um, uh, holding her, uh, you know, trying to be. Uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the word all of a sudden. Goodness, I need to drink more caffeine. Um, <laughs> I, I just, not from a negative point of view, I just see it from she's beginning that change and she's just trying to soak it all in. Because I think that also plays into the last part that we'll get to. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure I don't want to jump too far ahead, but go ahead. Um, I, I wanted to uh, address Derpy. Derpy says, I think Thrawn is involved. I agree with you. I think Thrawn is involved. And I'll get into that. Um, yeah, I but, agree too. But okay, I was I was kind of leaning toward what you were leaning. I, I was leaning toward she is she is on a path of redemption. Mm-hmm. Until I listened to Rebel Force Radio uh, yesterday, Thursday, I forget which which day I listened to it. I think I was listening to it yesterday. Uh, uh, FJ DeSanto called into. Uh, um, Rebel Force Radio, and he's he's buddies with them with those guys. And mm-hmm. uh, FJ has some great thoughts on Star Wars. FJ believes that she has an ulterior motive; that this is all leading up to her trying to take back over Mandalore. And I think FJ is right. I, I think she is uh, much more deceptive. Than, than what we're giving her credit for. Um, she's not stupid. <laughs> Bo-Katan is not a stupid character. And, mm. and I think Bo-Katan has plans. And I think that's why she's, she's, she's finding refuge right now with, the, with, uh, with Din's clan, to say, you know. She's finding refuge because she doesn't have anywhere to go at the moment. And I think she's developing a plan to take back over Mandalore. That's what I think is happening here. I agree, but I don't know. I don't know if it's deceptive or not. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Mark it down. Both. He thinks it's deceptive. I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, we have uh, next week is episode four. Four, and Four. that's the halfway point of of the season. So, mm-hmm. so we're almost halfway through the season. We'll find out in just a few weeks. It won't take long to get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, right. uh, let's also talk about this Thrawn idea. So, we have uh, we we uh, move on from that. Dinjarin and and uh, Bo-Katan leave. They're heading back to get uh, Dinjarin's ship. And they get attacked by several TIE Interceptors, by the way. Mm-hmm. TIE Interceptors is the same ship that Darth Vader flies. It looks a little bit more modernized than his. Um, but it's 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 essentially the same ship. It's just like a newer model. Right. <clears throat> Which I find interesting because 
you don't see a lot of tie interceptors that was kind of unique to Darth Vader, but now we're post Darth Vader. So I guess they had um, started giving that to other troop, uh, other tie fighter pilots and such. Um, so I, I find it interesting that we see several tie interceptors and they attack them. Um, if you remember in rebels, Thrawn was overseeing uh the special production of a TIE fighter. Now the TIE fighter that he was overseeing was not a TIE interceptor. I forget the name of it. It had like three wings on it. It's pretty interesting looking ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and then you had Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan made the comment. That's a lot of TIE fighters for just a warlord. And she, when she said warlord, she was referring to Moff Gideon. Agreed. And then later in the episode, we find out that Moff Gideon is no longer held captive. He has escaped, or at least it's believed that he's escaped anyway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so the initial thought was, okay, these Tie Fighters are are Moff Gideon's group. But Bo-Katan makes that comment. No, this is someone bigger. Well, who's the only character we know right now that is bigger than Moff Gideon? And that would be none other than red-eyed, blue-faced Grand Admiral Tar- uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. So, Grand Admiral Tarkin. I love it. <laughs> sorry, slip slip of the tongue there. Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> I believe we may actually get Grand Admiral Thrawn at the end of Mandalorian, and I'll I, bet you that leads into Ahsoka. Agreed. I, I think it will be. Uh... It'll be a cameo real quick, 10-second piece to, oh, yeah. it's, to get it's, people excited about seeing Ahsoka. I'm already excited about seeing right. Ahsoka anyway. Oh, I am too. I am too. I don't need much to get me excited about that. But mm-hmm. but if you throw Thrawn in the mix, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm really there. <laughs> I am so there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's those are my theories. I believe we are moving towards Thrawn. Uh, I believe that Bo-Katan is, is, she has ulterior motives and I believe it's leading up to a war with the Mandalorians. Um, I, I think Brian was right. Brian made the comment that with oh, this, I missed that. Whole, uh, uh, he made a comment about, oh yeah. Cloning of Palpatine. Cloning of Palpatine. Yeah. So yeah, we'll move into the Dr. Pershing portion of the, episode so <laughs> i agree steven we're skipping skip this section everybody <laughs> no you're not um, god if i could reach through the through the camera i'd slap you right now <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh I, I agree the opening shot of coruscant was beautiful i love that shot that was amazing and it was, love, it was good. I love that Coruscant has become such an important part of Star Wars because uh, Coruscant was not uh, George Lucas's idea. Coruscant was actually born through uh, Timothy Zahn in the original Thrawn trilogies, which I love. I love the fact that when, when Coruscant was first mentioned in episode one, I was just like, oh, that's awesome, you know. Uh, it was a pretty deep dive back then. And now it's just kind of become, uh, just a part of star Wars lore. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
Way to go, Timothy Zahn. <laughs> right? They've taken a lot of his work. I mean, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sorry. To me, the biggest names in Star Wars, if, if you ask me, is George Lucas, Dave Filoni, and Timothy Zahn. There's such such the heart of star Wars and now John Favreau, of course, you know? Yeah. 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 There, there's so much important pieces to the, you know, to the star Wars puzzle. Of course, George Lucas being the maker, you know? So, um, yeah, that opening scene I thought was incredible. I loved it. And it's like, Oh, I think we're back on Coruscant. And sure enough, we were. So I love seeing that. Um, and then we get the, the, <laughs> The TED talk from Dr. Pershing. <laughs> right. I like Which, that. That's funny. I was like, what the heck? We're getting a TED talk in Star Wars? This is weird. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, then he goes into the genetics and the, you know, the idea of cloning and all that stuff. And I I think I think Brian's right. I think we are heading into this area of how the emperor is trying to clone himself. You know, I think, I think what Dave Filoni is doing here or well, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are doing here is I think they are trying to connect to as much as I don't like it, the sequel trilogy. I think this is their way of making some sense out of the sequel trilogy. And boy, that, that could take a lot of work. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, Hmm. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I see it as continuing the whole concept of cloning, you know, that's, that's even all, you know, back to season one, um, to whatever. Well, we gotta, we gotta find out what in the world they were doing, what he was doing to baby Yoda, you know, to Grogu. Right. He, he's the one that had Grogu mm -hmm. and, and he was very adamant that, that nothing happened to Grogu, you know, um, but obviously they were doing something to Grogu, but they didn't want to kill him. Mm -hmm. So, and then he talks about taking these, uh, clone strands, the, the DNA strands and putting them together. Mm -hmm. So were they trying to remove DNA from, from Grogu? that they can uh, put into these clones for the emperor. I, I think they were doing Jurassic park stuff. The way <laughs> I saw that it was, here's this dinosaur strand. And then we took frog DNA to complete it. Well, so they're taking Grogu DNA to complete what they need for Palpatine had the Zillow beast clone. He had the Zillow beast clone. And we just saw the Zillow beast return in, in uh, uh, bad batch a couple weeks ago. So, and that was all the way back from, uh, early in the clone wars. Uh, they, they, uh, uh, they went up against the, the first Zillow beast and that was still Senator Palpatine or, well, no, I guess at that time he's, he's not Senator. He's, uh, whatever the, not the emperor, but on the Republic side anyway, uh, but he he demands that the Zill Beast is taken in, and they cloned him. So, and that's what we get in Bad Batch. That was kind of a direct um, answer to what happened in in Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. They're 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 doing Jurassic Park type stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. <laughs> 
Interesting. But let's see. What is Derpy saying here? Oh, yeah, I totally agree. He said, because Palps is dead, there isn't any ba big bad besides Thrawn in, in this period of stars. Totally agree. I totally agree. That's another reason I believe that we are. Well, I know we're heading into Thrawn. It, it's 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 not really a huge secret at this point. The biggest secret is who exactly will be playing Thrawn. That's the biggest secret right now. Mm -hmm. uh, there There's uh, indications that it might be Miles Mickelson who voiced Thrawn in the in the rebel series, mm -hmm. um, which I'd be fine with. I think that would be great. I'd be excited for, I think he's yeah. great. Yeah. I, when I saw him in Sherlock, the BBC series, he was absolutely fabulous in, in, if you watch it, you, you would think you're watching Thrawn. Well, and I rewatched, uh, uh, one of the rebels episodes this morning with Thrawn in it. And just hearing his voice makes, makes the hair on my, uh, on my arms, rise it's like mm -hmm. oh he sounds so good it's mm -hmm. like yeah this is exactly you know we've said kevin conroy is the voice of batman mm -hmm. and will mm -hmm. always be the voice of that batman and mm -hmm. when i hear kevin conroy you know when i read batman i hear right. kevin conroy's voice in my head when i read thrawn i hear miles mickelson's voice in my head so right as far as I'm concerned, he is Thrawn. <laughs> right. Although, although Michael Keaton is still the live action Batman. <laughs> right. I'll never give that one up. Is okay. It, is it is it Miles? Is that what it is? I think it's Miles Mickelson, isn't it? Do I have uh, a name wrong? I mean, I thought that it's was Lars. It's Lars. Oh, Lars. Sorry. I don't know where I get Miles. I know because his brother is Mads uh, who okay. played, who was, which is kind of funny. Who was in Rogue <laughs> One. Derpy says, screw it. Uh, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not opposed to uh, Cumberbatch playing Thrawn. Cause I think he could be a good Thrawn, but uh, I don't know. I would, I would just see Dr. Strange up there every time. And I don't think I want him. <laughs> yeah. That's just my thought on that. But I've seen some pictures where they've taken Lars in and they've put him in blue kind of a thing, but I didn't like how they did it. It just right. didn't look good. So I'm now, looking forward to seeing how. Let ILM do their magic with him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think ILM. I'm hoping, I'm hoping at least with Dave Filoni, I would hope Dave Filoni would be like, look, he's got to look perfect. You right. Know? Um, yeah. I want him to look, I, I don't have a action figure close enough to me that I can grab, but <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he said that I think back in January, Lars Mickelson said he hadn't been approached. I, I don't believe that. I think that's a, that's a throw off kind of a thing. Yeah. I, I have. Yeah. See, I, I think they tend to do that too. You know, all these actors, they're, they're taught to lie pretty well. <laughs> well, they are actors. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, 
an initial reaction to that is, yeah, I, I think that's a uh, misdirect. Maybe not so much a lie, but a misdirect. How's that? Right. Derby's Mis- cracking me up in the chat. <laughs> Michael Fazbender. Yeah. I don't know who Michael Fazbender is. You, it, that's who plays um, Magneto. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, you mean the young Magneto, the young one, right? Okay, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess he'd be okay. He, I, I, I could see that. I could see that. I still want Mickelson though, just because I like his voice. Of course, then again, they could use Mickelson's voice and then use Michael Faz. Fazbender, right <laughs> for the uh, for the physical actor too. They yeah. could do. That. They could go. They could go a Darth Vader route, you know. Right, David Prowse in the suit and and uh, um, James Earl Jones is the voice. So, I mean, they did that. But then again, that that was a character in a mask too. So it's easier to do something like that. You're talking about a character who's. But then again, Darth Maul. They didn't use his. They didn't use uh, Ray Park. Uh, they didn't use his voice for Darth Maul. So, mm-hmm. I guess it worked. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I just want. I just want Thrawn to be amazing. That's all. Right. Right. Because <laughs> he is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. So. Yeah, they and, they will. So we agree that the uh, uh, espionage part was. Not the best part of the episode. No. Uh, well, well, here's here's one thing I didn't like about it. I get you were trying to do character development with this character, Doctor Pershing, but you you know, almost it's like you haven't really spent that much time with them. We spent more time with them in this one episode than I think we have the whole series combined. Yeah, that's and true. I, like, I don't. I don't particularly care about this character. I get you're trying to make me care about him, and then when you realistically i think they offed them you know in the end i'm wondering what exactly they offed, I mean, them. They offed them well they didn't she did well and, she did yeah okay now, now that i just i'm just speaking they in general but yeah right but that 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 takes us into something else and here i got i got something to play for this listen closely Yes, the Who said it properly. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. That is exactly what I felt when this scene happened. So, so explain that. What do you mean? So here we have the Republic. You know, it's when, uh, as you said, Admiral Akbar's nephew, when he said, son, this isn't the Empire. This is the new Republic. Well, funny how you're acting exactly like the Empire. Um, this kind of worries me. This concerns me. I don't want the new Republic just to be uh, nothing but evil bureaucrats. You know, um, it is. It really, really bugs me. I I want the new Republic to be uh, legit. I want it to be a decent, you know, replacement uh, for the empire. I, I don't want them to just be the empire without cogs. And this episode made me feel like, the New Republic is nothing but the Empire with without cogs. 
you know, it's just like she said when 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 they're walking around Coruscant and and admiring everything, and she's like, "Not a lot's changed." Of course, they took the cogs down, you know. So, I mean, that says it all. It's like, okay, so so this war was for nothing. You just meet the meet the new boss, same as the old boss, and and that was exactly what I thought of when that scene happened. When the, these scenes happened, I was like. Yep, it's, it's just like the Who said, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. And I've never felt that way about the New Republic. I mean, the New Republic has had problems, you know, as any government does, you know. But I've never felt that they were overall just the Empire without cogs. And this almost made me feel that way. <laughs> I left you speechless. <laughs> I'm processing. I mean, I think there's some merit to what you're saying, and and maybe that's part of the reason I had some problems with it. It was like, you know, like when Pershing was trying to do – well, there are a lot of gaps in how they presented stuff. Like, oh, he's doing a TED Talk. Then all of a sudden he's back to this job that means nothing to what he's capable of. Why right. would they do that? But then I was like, well, okay. But then he, then he makes a good point about – Hey, here's this. Hey, we could read. This is good equipment that we could use, you know, kind of a thing and stuff. And and I get it. They were trying to get him to push him to go beyond the boundaries so he could do stuff and continue his work. And, I, you know, I get that. But wait a minute. Who's who's getting him to do that? The New Republic isn't. Because they're obviously against the idea of, of uh, exploring the idea of cloning, you know. Right. Because he 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 in his little those little sessions that he has with the droid you know are you happy um do, do, have you felt uh uh have you felt like you wanted to punch your coworkers mm-hmm. <laughs> have you drank lately oh no sorry <laughs> right maybe that was my last work set. no 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 just right kidding. right <laughs> but it right. was it was something it was something along those lines you know and yeah. he does ask you know well if i wanted to pursue my uh my ambitions so on and so forth and then she's like well according to your records you you uh used to work in 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 cloning and that is forbidden by the new republic blah 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 so obviously the new republic is against any idea of cloning they don't want to they don't want to even touch that so the question is who is trying to get him to do this and to me, I think she is, I forget what her name is, but she was obviously, she was working for Moff Gideon because mm-hmm. we have that, we have that scene where they're all together and he mentions the fact that she worked for Moff Gideon and they are all like, oh, I didn't know we had anyone from Moff Gideon's group here. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, I, I was part of his, his crew and blah, blah, blah. I think she's still secretly for the empire, obviously. Oh, yeah. You knew that when you first right. saw her, you're like, yeah, okay. She's going to kill him, <laughs> you know, or try to get him back to Tantus, you know, or something. Yeah. I don't think he's dead. I think, I think we may get a, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest scene. You know, when, when Mac goes in for the final, uh, uh, Lobotomy. Yeah. Lobotomy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first they take him in for electrical shocks. Uh, as soon as they brought Pershing in there, I was like, oh, crap, they're going to lobotomize him. And I mm-hmm. think it was supposed to be 
the electrical shocks that Mac received at the beginning or uh, midway through um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. If anyone is wondering, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is Jack Nicholson's first uh, big theatrical role and is one of my favorite movies, by the way. <laughs> he did a great Absolutely. job. Oh my gosh, such a great movie. Uh, remember in high school, uh, they they performed a, um, mm-hmm. One Flew Over the Cougar's Nest mm-hmm. for our play in high school. I think mm-hmm. it was our senior year, and Brian Willis was in it too. Anyway, <laughs> so it was great. It was a great performance. Probably one of the things that made me fall in love with that that whole movie. Um, and then not to mention Jack Nicholson. He's just um, But yeah, so I, I got a much of a one flew over the cuckoo's nest vibe of that. And I just got a feeling we may get a scene of, of him, you know, with some drill coming down. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. So then the big question is, is she working? Is she working for Moff Gideon still, or even bigger? Is she actually working for Thrawn? I would say, I'm going to say both and here's why. Um, one of the things, you know, it's grand Moff Tarkin Tarkin. or Thrawn grand 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 Admiral Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn. And that's the difference I'm trying to make. The Tarkins were the regional governors. Remember in star Wars, a new hope, grand Moff Tarkin said, regional governors have control of the local operations. Right. And so with Tarkin, that's Tarkin, that's the government. Thrawn is the military. I see them both in tandem together. Okay. That's that's what I see. That's why I say it could be both. Because how did how did how did I could almost see Thrawn and and Grand uh or Moff Gideon, I can almost see them at odds with each other though. Because I think both of them want want control. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So that's why I'm not sure who she's working for. I, I'm just not 100%. I see what you're saying there. and I, I say I she's it. working for Gideon. In all openness, I say Gideon. Because the, the reason being is Gideon was the one who was behind Grogu. She sure. and she was with Gideon's team. And so part of it is is loose ends. For right. This is a loose term. end. We got to get rid of him. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So, so yeah, so we have that. Um, and I think you're right. I think this is a lot of setup. Um, excuse me. I think it could have been cut down a lot and we could have got more Mando. So then we go back to Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Mando and Bo-Katan show up at Mando's clan uh, and meet with um the armor the armor right well first they meet uh uh john favreau <laughs> uh i always forget his character's name uh paz vizsla and oh, paz that's... Huh? that's john I... favreau is it yes yes that's john I favreau i didn't realize that yep, yep. huh i missed yep. that how did i miss that i don't know is this john favreau dude uh but yeah so they walk up and John Favreau's all like, what are you doing here? You're, you're, uh, you're apostate. You're an apostate now and all that. And then he's all like, Oh no, I bathed in the waters, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, 
I find it funny that he didn't know who she was, or I don't know if he was just being, you know, uh, like kind of a smart aleck, you know. Uh, he knew who she was. Well, because he he says he well he he's, he knew who she was once she said her name when once she said she's Bo Katan. Well, I think everybody knows who Bo Katan is, though. You know, because mm-hmm. her father was at one point. Well, you know, and they don't even go into this either. Her sister. Sabine was in in rule over Mandalore, and she was actually a pacifist. It wasn't and, Sabine, uh, or not Sabine, uh, Satine. Satine. Uh, oh gosh, they make some of these names so close together. Because Satine was in love with Obi Wan Kenobi, right? You know? um, but they don't even make mention of her in this series. It's almost like they're trying to write her out. I don't know what's going on there. You know. It's like they're trying to make us forget that that there was a portion of, of Mandalore that was uh, uh, pacifist. They they weren't mm-hmm. you know they weren't all about the fighting and, and warmongering and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so we go meet the uh, armorer, and he proves that he bathed into the in the waters, and then she also says that Bo-Katan is now redeemed. Because she also bathed in the waters. Now, I don't think that was Bo-Katan's idea. You know, I don't think that she uh, had meant for that to happen. Mm -hmm. But, and again, this is why I think she's like, ah, this is an opportunity. I no longer have a clan. This gives me a clan. This gives me somebody, you know, to... Uh, have protection from, you know, for or with, you know, kind of gives me a little cover while I get my plan together. That's what I think is going on. <laughs> I know you totally disagree with me. Well, I, I agree with you, but I just don't think it's deceptive. I, I don't think she's being deceptive. I don't see her character overall being deceptive and maybe naive as a leader was, where oh, I don't think from. she's naive at all. There, there's no naivety to Bo-Katan. Come on. No, no, no way. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. When I say naive, I mean, inexperienced when she was inexperienced as a leader before, but okay. Inexperienced is a much better word than naive. I'll, I'll give you inexperienced. You're right. I agree with that because after all, Mandalore wouldn't fall in had she not been inexperienced that I totally agree with naivety, though. I don't agree with that word at all. <laughs> so, all right, we'll throw that word out. <laughs> we'll, right. we'll, go with, we'll go with inexperience. But okay I just see it as part of her character growth because technically she's not a, I don't see her. I, I mean, I see her as wounded, PTSD, if if you will, she was alone there on her own at her home. Home gets bombed, you know that kind of a thing. She loses a home. She's, I think she's un when she comes across the armor, and then you know she's fulfilled all these requirements, and now she has a clan. I think it's. I don't think it was her trying to become part of the clan. It just kind of happened, and I I do think. Well, yeah, I agree with that. It just. It just happened because she had no intentions of joining their clan whatsoever. 
I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, th- so I'm saying I, that's why I don't think it's all deceptive in the aspect that, okay, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's the aspect, okay, let me get my bearings. This may give me the opportunity to get my bearings kind of a thing. We do see her in next, next week's trailer that she is there fighting alongside Din Djarin, whatever, wherever sure. they're at or kind of a thing. And so I do think there's, you know, there's this She's really- got to build up trust. She has to build up trust with them. And Paz Vizsla obviously doesn't trust her. Right. I, I, but, I, the, but he also thinks he should be on the throne. I agree. That, that was the whole big it's part of my heritage. I need the dark saber kind of a yeah. thing and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Well, she believes it's part of her heritage, too. Now, I, I want to address a few things that uh, Derpy said. Um, one, uh, Derpy said, I thought they killed off Moff Gideon. No, they did not kill him off. In fact, they addressed that in this episode. Um, he has mentioned, and they said that he was in prison, but it's rumored that he actually escaped. So that that's what's happening there. And then uh, Derpy also said, I heard a rumor for the next week, supposedly Ahsoka is going to make a potential appearance in the next episode. I am all for that. Bring on Ahsoka. I love Ahsoka. She's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to just wanted to address those couple things and not leave him hanging there. Um, thank you for your uh, input, Derpy. I appreciate it. Yep, uh, you've you've been inputting inputting a lot lately, and we we really appreciate you being yeah. and watching us. Okay, so uh, overall, the Mandalorian parts of the episode were fantastic, just great as the first two episodes were the uh, Coruscant espionage part of the episode was kind of the downfall of the episode. It was drawn out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It was drawn out. I I think if they would have cut that down, I think it would have been a lot better episode. And Mm -hmm. um, I I think you could have got there a lot faster. Yeah. I mean, this whole, uh, we're gonna drive him. Oh, now I did like I did like this. We got to see the uh, remnants of a star destroyer in, in the in the shipyard. That was cool. That mm-hmm. was super cool. I like that. Um, but other than that, it was. And I kind of like the train thing. That was kind of fun watching the the. Uh, it, it almost gave me a Indiana Jones vibe. You know, ticket, ticket. All right. He had okay. he had no ticket. No ticket. <laughs> Right. So he threw him off the off the balloon or whatever it was. Right. Everybody's like, oh, check us, check us. <laughs> so I, I almost got an Indiana Jones vibe there. Um, but yeah, you're right. Overall, it was kind of boring and not my favorite episode. I still will not say it's as boring as Andor was because most of Andor, I was I was the guy with the stick uh, tapping Andor going, do something do something, do something. Right. And at least this, it was moving along. It was just slowly, you know, mm-hmm. Andor felt like it didn't move at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And that's all I got to say about that. Right on. Okay. Well, cool beans. Well, everybody let us know in the comments, what's your thoughts about, uh, if you had to score it, what would you score it as? We well, you know, we didn't actually do out of whatever, whatever's, you know what I'm I saying? Did. I did. What'd you say? I said uh, the the I broke. We both did. We broke them up into two 
two scores actually. We scored the Mando side. I scored it like an eight, and then out of eight out of or oh know. oh we didn't pick our scale. You're right. Uh, That's funny. That's oh, for sure. We haven't done that. Um, <laughs> I know what it is. It's those those yellow bars, the yellow uh, biscuits. Yeah, the yellow biscuits. <laughs> right. So so yellow biscuits were. We'll go with the biscuits. That works. So everybody, <laughs> let us know how many what your score is out of the biscuits down below. Sounds like a plan. Cool. That was kind of funny, you know, the yellow biscuit thing, and then all of a sudden they turned up his, his doorstep, uh, which mm-hmm. we should have known that was some kind of sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to make it through this episode. You're, you're dead, pal. <laughs> <laughs> cool beans. All right. Excuse me. All right, everybody. Well, hey, thanks so much for joining us on this splendorific episode as we're still continuing our series through Mandalore. Um, really enjoying it overall. Um, I'm still liking it and I just, I know it's going to keep picking up more and more. I think you're right. Especially after we hit the mid season, it's really going to start going, um, picking up and stuff. So it should be good. Um, real quick, everybody make sure, please check out our, uh, our website at www.twogeeksmike.com twogeeksmike.com. There's where you find all things two geeks. Um, You'll find our link to our Kofi page. Uh, Kofi is just like Patreon, but we like it much more much better. better. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. So um, please check us out there. Also, just want to remind you that we do have um, some cool sponsorships going on. First one is audibletrial.com slash two geeks, T W O G E E K S. I'm telling you out there, if you love listening to audiobooks, that is the place to go. Um, you can get your first month free, and that's a premium credit. You can get anything with it out of there, and which is awesome. And so if you like Star Wars, they have a whole bunch of <laughs> the audiobooks, Star Wars books. Our friend Mark Thompson, show friend Mark Thompson, does a bunch of those, and you can listen to him. Um and then, um, but you could do like mystery. You don't have to do sci-fi. There's mystery, there's self-development, there's business, there's all kinds of different ones. Um, uh, you, you can pre-order ones and get them when they release. Plus there's a whole audio audible plus catalog, which is a whole bunch of free ones that you can get as part of your membership. It's 1495 a month if you continue, uh, but you can cancel at any time. It's not like you have to pay for a whole year kind of thing. But um, I find as I'm cooking um, or, as I, you know, traveling, I can listen to audiobooks. If I'm being waiting in line at the grocery store, or maybe listening to the audiobook just because. Uh, tell uh, me you don't listen to it when you go get to the cashier. Please tell me you take your headphones out when you get to the cashier. Oh, I, I, yeah. I get annoyed with that. That's yeah. that is disrespectful to the cashier. No, here's 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 kind of what that happens when you start interacting with people. You do kind of just tune out the audiobook because you're focused on the individual, and it's just that's just a habit I've developed. But I, I know exactly what you're talking about and stuff. So Sorry. yeah, check it out, everybody. Uh, that website audibletrial.com. Two geeks. T W O G E E K S. That'll take you to the page. We do get credit for that. So if you do sign up, it does help the show. We really appreciate it. If you want to connect with us here at two geeks and a microphone, I encourage you to check us out at show at 
to the number two geeks mike.com to g-e-e-k-s-m-i-c.com um mike actually is on top of that email all the time <laughs> so yeah send, address all your good emails to me and all the bad ones to steven right on i love it <laughs> and he'll just throw them straight in the trash no we we look at anything that comes to us. that's true we do all right all right mike well it's up to you to uh, sign us out all right well with that said um make sure and go and like like us on facebook uh, I try to be very active on Facebook and, and uh, post a lot of fun memes. And uh, I try to talk to everybody that responds on Facebook and stuff. Um, like and follow us on uh, YouTube. Uh, make sure you give the little bell a tickle so that you, you get notifications of any time we go live. We go live every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You do the math for wherever you're at. Um. And uh, then our audio, <laughs> our audio is normally released on f- the following Friday of the one that we record on Saturday. I messed up this week. <laughs> I accidentally I released the audio last Saturday after we finished. Um, That's and fine. Yeah. So we didn't have a, we didn't have a scheduled episode released, audio episode released uh, yesterday. So I have start changing that though. I mean, cause it's already released and. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what happens. happens. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll switch to Mondays. Um, yeah, let me know if you like if you like the idea of switching to a Monday release instead of a Friday release. Uh, uh, whatever you guys prefer. Anyway, so with that said, um, over and out, and this is the way. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, 